1: Hello once again, and happy Tuesday from the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. I am Skip. And I'm
2: Sharon, the princess of chocolate, sparkles, and everything glittery.
1: And we welcome you today. we got a really good topic. We're going to talk about empathy and the truth about empathy, because it's a term that's thrown around a lot in the metaphysical, and we're going to define it and tell you where it came from, what it's really all about, and what it means to be empathic. So, you feel
2: that way for me and my hat today?
1: Yes. And those of you that, speaking of hats, those of you that are watching, <laughs> you can watch us live on any device you have. Yeah. Go to 1150kknw.com slash watch and uh, you can watch us. So, yeah, you can see
2: how lousy I look in a hat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
2: but it's a good day.
1: This is a call in show. We will take <laughs> your calls. So, if you want to get in your calls in, get in early because we're going to be talking about a subject. We're not going to be taking calls the entire hour, um, but yeah, we, we would will. love to talk to you. We will. Okay. We will. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop and take love, a call. We'd love to talk to you and uh, answer any questions you have and do a little reading, mini reading on a topic for you or a subject. Our number is 425. 373-5527 or toll free at 888 mm-hmm. 5569 from anywhere in the world. Give us a call. Those of you that are friends listening around the country and Canada and those of you that are in uh, Hawaii, Lucky Dogs, even though you're in a quarantine yeah. more than we are, um, we still think you're lucky to be there. And That's, that's
2: because we're not there and that they are.
1: That's right. But they're that's probably right.
2: feeling like they're stuck.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mhm. So anyhow, we would uh, love to have you call 425-373-5527 or triple eight two nine eight five five six nine. 5569
2: I have talked to some people um that say, you know, I I don't want to say what I want to say or ask questions on the radio, and so I said, well, you know, we do do private readings. That's right. That's right. We've we been, do been married 45 years and because of covid we're still doing private readings uh, via the phone or zoom so you can go to our website and check that out
1: and that website is what
2: psychicspectrum.com that's
1: right and we have 22 events we do live every month for you online since we're all still fighting this uh, covid virus yeah and uh, you can find out all of those at psychicspectrum.com we do a tuesday a Wednesday and a Friday evening and the first Saturday of every month. And starting in the fall, we'll be back on Thursdays, probably. That's right. Doing Thoughtful Thursdays. Yeah, but we're taking
2: a little bit of a break. That's why I'm wearing a hat.
1: That's right. (laughs) Now, I do have to tell you, we've got a really great topic this Friday on uh, the Speakers Bureau. And this lady, Debbie Ritter, she is uh, pretty talented and she's going to talk about the Akashic records and I love that topic. There's a lot of talk about Akashic Records, and we thought it'd be good to bring someone to you that you can talk, listen to for 45 minutes to an hour, and then get to ask questions afterwards online live. Um, You can see her, and she'll see you.
2: And what for the people that may not know what those are, what is Akashic Records?
1: Tune in and find out. (laughs) Go to PsychicSpectrum.com slash Speakers Bureau and uh, register there, $10 $10 for the ticket but again you get speaker her knowledge her topic her 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 um, testimony expertise. I guess and her expertise and uh she will also answer your questions for half an hour and if it takes longer she may go a little bit longer so again sure. psychicspectrum.com/speakers bureau
2: and we also you know i mean like we always say in this radio station even says we may, you know that's their opinions may not be ours yeah but we do i love to put stuff together that people can either learn from or or just uh, get in information, you know? That's
1: right. So So join us. Now it's time for Sharon's shout-outs of the week.
2: Well, I got Patty, I got Lori, and I got Mary and Dee Dee. I hope Mary's doing okay. I think of you guys a lot. Uh, Ray, we got Charles in Texas. We got Pam in Norfolk, Virginia. And we got Carol in Atlanta, and uh, Ann and Jennifer in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And and who else is there? Is it Vicki or... Um, uh, I can't remember the other one. I get them mixed up. Is it Cookie or Vicky? Um, I
1: think, anyway,
2: hello to Cookie. Hello I think
1: Vicky. It's Cookie. Yeah, I'm yeah, not uh, sure.
2: Yeah, and um, and all the peeps at the showcase, uh, Galen, I love that poem you wrote about uh, your friend who, who was uh, taken from us long before he should have been. And uh, all the listeners out there that are loyal and take their time to sit down and just listen to us. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks
1: for tuning in. Thanks for being part of our events.
2: And the five J's.
1: And the five J's, yes. They're doing well. and Mike and Sharon. And Mike and Sharon and Jessica.
2: Yes, and Jessica too. And the other Mike and Sharon. We have a lot of friends that are Mike
1: and Sharon. It's really kind of
2: weird. And they have their last name that starts with a J. It's kind of weird. Yep. cool
1: but we, weird. we can't help it it just happens it
2: just happens yeah
1: <clears throat> but our our call screener sharon james yeah. um she hasn't been with us for a while since we've been in lockdown so yeah. our producer there in the studio eric is doing mm-hmm. all of his uh jobs plus our call screening she is doing well though yep she's doing well and says hi to everybody yeah, and
2: she misses everybody she misses on tuesdays being able to you know come out and go and do
1: And we are doing our show from our beautiful studios in beautiful downtown federal way. Yeah. So anyhow, we hope you guys call in 425-373-5527. We'd love to answer a question for you. We have been
2: in this office so much lately, it's time to paint.
1: No. Can you (laughs) imagine how much stuff we'd have to move? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, then again, the fumes just might make for an entertaining episode of the show. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's true. Since we can do the video here, like yeah, we're yeah, doing, yeah, because, you know, like, people could watch us paint. They would see
2: how Skip and Sharon, after forty-five years, got divorced.
1: What would be what would be worse? <laughs> watching people paint or watching paint dry?
2: Uh,
0: Both are not good. Both are not good. No, both are not good. Watching paint dry is the classic example of boring, so I'm going to go with that. It is. It is. But I
2: actually grew up in a little town called Othello, and, you know, like a parade lasted a minute and a half, so if you you blinked, you missed it. But we used to go down and watch the railroad tracks rust for entertainment. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We're not at the joke section yet, so hold on to Uh, those. In fact, hold on to everything, because we're going to take a short break. That wasn't a joke. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a short break here. There'll be more of the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show in a minute with our topic today, Empathy, the Truth. We'll be right back.
3: I see friends shaking hands Saying how can you do Is someone waiting to speak with you from the other side? Are you trying to reconnect with them? If so, you have that ability right now. The Psychic Spectrum's Talking to the Other Side presents Evidential Medium's Sharon and Skip Line On the first Saturday of each month, Skip and Sharon spend four full hours talking with those who have passed on. Everyone who attends gets a message from Sharon and Skip. They also tell you things they psychically pick up about you, kind of like a psychic reading. Their messages are often based upon the energy that the audience brings with them. It assists Sharon and Skip in transmitting messages of love, memories, and thoughts, along with evidential details that you can recognize. And this helps prove that their existence and love for you never dies. You may come or go at any time during the event. The doors open at 5 p.m. and the program starts at 6 p.m. Admission is $30 per person at the door, and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more about the Psychic Spectrum's events at psychicspectrum.com.
0: Alternative Talk
1: 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul.
0: And I think to myself.
1: What a wonderful world, and that's why we're here, because we want to spread the word that it is a wonderful world, get out there, experience it, even though you're in a lockdown, you're still not dead, so wear that mask, wear the mask, and just have your fun, but you're back with the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show with Skip and Sharon. Today, our topic is empathy, the truth. Okay. Well,
2: this is the 18th, right?
1: The 18th. Yeah,
2: our grandson just had his eighth birthday eight, Sunday.
1: Eight and two days old. Yes, he so is. Happy birthday, Jackson. Yeah.
2: And then Jessalyn, our granddaughter, turned four in April, so, you know, she's having a cool time, too. And then Jensen is like seven months. We got them on all ages.
1: That's right. So today, let's talk about empathy, okay? I am going to pull something up on my screen here that I have jotted down some notes for. We're going to talk about empathy. But before I do, I want to give one more time where you guys can give us a call. The phone number is 425-373-5527. Or 888 We would love to answer some questions for you or talk about a topic you uh, want to talk about. Or just give an opinion. That's right. So what is empathy and where does it come from?
2: I've always wanted to know.
1: Well, you're about to learn. <laughs> and this is the, the truth behind what empathy really is. It's not what what a lot of people will say about it. This is the scientific form of it. Oh. And the researching of it mixed in with some of the metaphysical. Okay. So empathy, there's two distinct forms. There's internal empathy and external empathy. All right. And by those two terms, I've got to kind of give a little bit of a explanation here. Internal empathy is your psychic experiences. It comes from within. Okay. Things are triggered because you just kind of know. And, On that note, I have to emphasize that internal empathy is a psychic experience or your intuitive side... Or it's triggered by several of the senses that you have that are in the metaphysical, like clairaudient, where you hear it, clairsentient, where you just know it. Okay, there's clairgustance, where you can taste it and smell it. There's all different kinds of clair senses. All right. And you can, you can Google those and look them up. Now, that's internal or psychic experiences. External empathy is real world situations. And it's really easy to explain these. This is, this is where you go and you're watching something or you meet somebody and you pick up about them. Yes, it's psychic or, or intuitiveness. All of empathy is intu- comes or is based around intuitiveness. But real-world wo- real ex- situations or external empathy is triggered by something in the real world. So you have internal, which is psychic experience, and then you have external, which is real world situations. But they both deal with psychic and intuitive. Otherwise, how would you pick them up? Mm. Okay, so, I mean, that's pretty, pretty easy explanation there. But let's give some examples about this. Um, The word empathy was only first used only about 100 years ago. Really? Yep, it's not that not that new, 100, well, about 100 years ago. So who said it first? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> the original meaning was that of feeling into or sensing through your feelings through sensing your intuitive side into objects of art and things in the natural world. That's where we first became aware of it. That's where the first, where that term empathy first came from was about a hundred years ago around art and things in the natural or the real world. Mm, okay. So makes sense. we give life mm. when a, when an empath does something about, um, uh, using their, their picking up things, using their intuitiveness, they give a feeling into things or they make, they make it live what they're picking up because it goes internal into their senses and it becomes live. So you're giving it life number one, just by recognizing it or, or feeling it. Okay. So we give life to it and, but it's our own feelings and movements that we are putting into them. Now, let me explain that early projective empathy. I'm going to read this early projective empathy is very different. Therapeutic and social scientific empathy that emerged in the mid-century America. After World War II, empathy was predominantly seen as means to immerse oneself in another's experience, or as if, okay, it were your own experience. Therapist, therapists explicitly warned against contaminating this immersion with one's own judgments, thoughts, and perspective. Now there's where you get down to true or pure Empathy is because you don't give it a name, you don't give it a feeling, you don't label it, you just work with empathy as it is. Okay. And again, you pick that up psychically or intuitively that, that, whatever, that feeling or that knowing, that whatever about using your, your, your psychic intuitive side, but without judgment, thoughts, and perspectives. Okay. So, how do we know that we are talking about the same thing? When we talk about internal or external, how do we know it's the same thing? The, the short answer is that we don't. We do not know. We cannot put a judgment on it until after it's experienced, and that's the part that interested me in this topic. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Now, let me let me tell you just a short bit about this because we said earlier that this comes from the the psychic and intuitive side. And it can be triggered by a real-world situation or a psychic situation where you meet someone, a place, a thing, and you just pick up on it, okay? So now this is where I, I like to say that there is really no empathy. Empathy is psychic ability. Everybody has psychic. You and I have said that for 45 years we've been married, and everybody has it, everybody uses it. A lot of people deny it and say oh, it's not a psychic ability. Like cops, they're very real world. But my father was a cop and he used it. Okay, and I know a lot of cops that do it. And but F- firemen do too. Firemen, mm-hmm. medical, all kinds of people. Yeah. But they, there's a lot that deny it because they don't want to get into the the woo woo or the, the the third eye stuff that as they call it.
2: That's because of their upbringing.
1: That's right. So I'm going to take a short break here. Doesn't mean and they then- don't believe in it though. That's right. We'll come back and we'll talk about the history of empathy and all of the eight different phenomena identified as empathy. OK, so more of the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Today, we're talking about empathy and the truth behind it. This is Skip and Sharon, and we will be right How back. If they
2: have a question, they can call in.
1: At what? 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. If you want to talk about empathy, you can talk about I'm empathy. I'm
2: feeling like somebody needs to call.
1: That's right. So <laughs> that's empathic of you. Psyche Spectrum Radio Show, and we will be right back.
0: You'll find like-minded people who are interested in having fun, learning, and experiencing the premier psychic showcase in the Pacific Northwest. Admission is just $8 per person at the door, and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more information about the Psychic Spectrum's events at
1: psychicspectrum.com.
0: Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk
1: 1150. Welcome back to Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Today we are talking about empathy and the truth behind it. So let's get right back into it. Now, Sharon is what I would call empathic. Is she psychic? Absolutely. Uh, Is she medium? Absolutely. Uh, Everybody gets things in different ways. However, I do want to make the distinction that when I first met her, her empathy or empathic abilities are what kind of intrigued me a little bit about her. Because I was surprised how she would say something but that she would pick up on somebody or some situation that's going on with a person and it came out true or correct or actually happened with as how she was saying she felt it or picked it up. So empathy is actually a good thing because people without empathy, I think they're a little lonely inside. So now if
2: they don't have empathy, I would be careful of them. Yeah. Because that's not good.
1: That's right. So, here's the deal. In 1950s, okay, in the early 1950s, the first tests tests of empathy actually appeared, where they did something scientific about it. So, nothing had been done until then. It was all just labeled and kind of became mainstream knowledge amongst people that mm-hmm. were in the scientific community that talked about empathy and what it was. It was started being recognized because of art. So, A person looked at an object or a painting or something in the art world, and what did they feel from it? That was their empathic side coming out. So in the 1950s, they started to do tests on it to try and prove or disprove what it was. Now, it's called empathy scales. They made scales where they weighed scientifically. They weighed the the information that they picked up in their tests that were devised on therapeutic contests and contexts. So now we're talking about psychological, psychology, um, the context that measured emotional responses.
2: But how do they know when they made that context that that's the proper thing
1: to do? Well, because they did a lot of tests. There's, uh, there's a lot of information written on this about it. You'd have to Google it and look it up. But, I see. Now, the tests in the social sciences, as it's called, okay, uh, the psychology, that's right. They assessed empathy as the cognitive ability to predict another's preferences. And that's all the further they could take it with their testing. Now, that's another re- another spot here where we fall into empathy and what is it with people in, in an advanced state, which is after the 1950s tests, where it became more and more acknowledged and more and more mainstream and people actually applied it to beyond just the social sciences and went into the metaphysical or the paranormal, okay? In other words, the first first tests prove a cognitive ability to predict another's preferences, so I could walk up to you and know that you like chocolate, um, chocolate everything, chocolate pie, chocolate this, chocolate that. That's a given with me. That's, that's, why, that's why I pick you. <laughs> okay, so once that was done, They identified in those tests, this is where we got to back up a little bit, they actually set the bar for the definition of empathy. So I'm going to read this little section. The history of empathy tells us that it has always been defined once they started defining it in a multitude of ways. In 2009, okay, now you're talking 2009, there's a social psychologist. His name is uh, C. Daniel Batson, B-A-T-S-O-N. He listed at least eight different phenomena that he identified as the following Hmm. that describes empathy, empathy, including emotional sharing or contagion. Okay. So
2: explain for the, you, you,
1: you, you pick up, you pick up and you just know that, I'm putting out these vibes about something. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's one. Is that what the
2: word contagion means?
1: Well, let me get there. That's one part of it. Okay. Emotional sharing. So I'm putting this out or contagion is I'm putting this out. You pick it up. Another person picks. I'm telling Eric about this and Eric starts putting it out. So it's emotional contagion. So I'm putting the energy of that in the air and you as an empath, emotionally, emotionally, yes pick up on it
2: yes okay okay i i get that
1: okay the second um definition is knowing another's internal state mm-hmm. which you I understand that do that completely and it blows me away every time she does this but she we could walk up to somebody and she can say oh man they're really in pain they're just having a hell of a time with things and blah 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 the the mother is causing trouble or blah, 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 whatever. But you know the person's internal state. In Mm -hmm. other words, that person here, she is not putting it out there. They're not talking about it and saying things so other people can get into it and pick up on it too. It's just they're walking around with this heavy thing and you recognize it. So that's number two. Number three is an imaginative understanding of another's thoughts and feelings. An imaginative understanding is you you take the second uh, definition, which is empathy, including, um, uh, I'm sorry, knowing another's internal state, and you understand it. This is where you feel it yourself mm-hmm. now. You're not just picking up on it. Now you're feeling it. Here's where a true empath comes in, that a person, like as a psychic, I may know that, that I'm going to pick on you, Eric, I know that Eric, May be hurting because oh, let's say his airplane crashed and somebody um, didn't die, but everything is is messed up, and now he's got this big loss of an airplane, and it's an really airplane? bothering him. He does now. <laughs> so you pick up I on can how afford he's an airplane. Feeling. I'm probably yeah doing pretty good. Though. <laughs> oh god! But you pick up on how he's feeling, what he's thinking about it, how it's it's hurting him or causing him trouble and mm-hmm. anxiety. So that's the third one. A, for, a fourth one. There's a, a positive caring response to another person, feeling distress at another's suffering. So now you take on Eric's distress yes. and suffering. Okay,
2: and, and a true empath can't always stop that. That's right. That's my problem.
1: Yes. Okay. So you a positive caring response mm-hmm. to another, such as feeling distress at another person's suffering. Mm-hmm. There's also kinesthetic or bodily mimicry Mm -hmm. all right now um that's what we call mirroring a person a person's having a lot of pain supposedly uh Mm -hmm. physical pain let's just do that let's talk about bodily mimicry is a lot of physical pain Mm -hmm. let's say their knees both need to be replaced they can't walk stand they can't do hardly anything they're in pain constantly and You pick up on that. You feel it. You know it. You sense it. You start taking on that pain. Um, That's the kinesthetic or bodily mimicry.
2: I like the mirror word better. I can't pronounce those two things.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another one that's kind of really a stretch to think about, but it's not a stretch in the actuality of it. And that's two forms of self where you have what you've picked up on. Mm -hmm. There's a couple examples I can give on this. Let's say somebody has two personalities. Mm -hmm. Okay, they have one that they use to stay functioning, and then there's another one where they go to where's their dark spot. Mm -hmm. Forms of two forms of self.
2: I think we all have that actually.
1: Yeah, and another one is so that somebody who has to have their knees replaced or their hips are hurting like crazy, they're in constant pain. There's times when they can self-hypnotize, or if they move about, it doesn't hurt as much, but when they stop, it does. So they have two different selves, two forms of self. So those are the, the at least eight different things that are identified. You know, so I'll, I'll, huh.
2: an empath symbol would have drived an empath nuts.
1: Sure. Because sure 26
2: personalities or something, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go over them again. Phenomena identified as. This is empathic Phenomena. Empathy, including emotional sharing or contagion, mm-hmm. where you pick up on things from mm-hmm. people. And as they're putting them out verbally or in actions out to the world, knowing an internal state of another person, an imaginative understanding of another's thoughts and feelings. And so you pick up on those and you know what they're actually going through mm-hmm. and, and you feel it. And in some cases, an empath can take that on to themselves and start having problems themselves. So it's good that you would learn how to not do that. Okay. Um, there's also a positive caring response to another person um, with such as feeling their distress at another suffering. Mm-hmm. So you talk to them and then there's the kin-, kin. or you work with them. There's a kinesthetic or bodily mimicry. And there's also two forms of self where a person could move from one personality or mindset To another to try and evade their problems
2: and you know where all that could get you in trouble where when you come into the world with those abilities and you don't understand them nobody explains them to you Mm -hmm. and you have to grow up with all those things going on trying to figure it out and thinking everybody must be able to do this because i can do this and then they aren't there's people that's very empathic and ones that aren't okay i mean we all have that empathic ability yeah. unless there's some reason you don't whether it was hurt so bad as a youth you turned it off mm-hmm. or you lived in a family situation where it was just you had to turn it off to survive mm-hmm. um, th- those kind of things but i mean if you come in with it it can be very disrupting to you emotionally if you don't understand why you are so capable of those things and other people don't seem to be
1: that's that's true and that's you that's, that is me that's what i found after we long after we were married it finally came out and to where we discussed it and figured out for you not that long after we were married but for you where you were on the empathy scale and how you got it you were a born natural born empathic yeah and I'll give this I example. I
2: don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> in,
1: in school, when she was a little girl, the new kid would come into the school and be assigned to her class. And the teacher would, would introduce the kid and then look at Sharon and say, and Sharon will take you around and show you the school and guide you through and introduce you to people and things. And they just knew that you were good at that. Mm-hmm. But you did it because of your empathy.
2: But I didn't know that.
1: No, no, you didn't know. I was so,
2: also the Dear Abby in her high school
1: yeah yeah
2: because kids just came to me with their problems
1: did you write the column no oh no
2: i was a child Oh,
1: well, that's true that's true so so let's 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 move on to the next step empathy the truth behind it once the division of, between emotional and cognitive empathy was made it stuck period that's where we are today wait a minute emotional and cognitive emotional is where you you, I just feel. You, you feel, just feel it, it. You know it. You just uh-huh. have it, and you, and you feel it. You yes. take You take it in, and you work with it, or with the person, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. The other one is cognitive, where you, where it's real world situation. You've seen things. The, the, I'm talking about how my knees hurt so bad, and oh. I have to have my knees replaced. And, and Eric's can, talking about it, and Eric's whining about his airplane that he lost, <laughs> and and Those all these things different are expensive. Things. I mean, yeah. you lose an airplane, you can go bankrupt. <laughs> So, yeah, especially when the guy didn't pay for it after he crashed it, right? That's right. But, no, so there's emotional and there's cognitive or real world and psychic. Okay. Okay, so psychologists, neuroscientists today, they, they... they always put things down to a scope of empathy to either emotional or cognitive. Well, yeah, so, they
2: got to separate it because that's how they understand right. it. They have
1: to yeah. see real-world mm-hmm. proof. Otherwise, they don't accept it, just exactly. like psychic ability or the afterlife, that kind of thing. Well,
2: they're coming around slowly.
1: I know. But it's emotional or cognitive in their world so that they can carry out experimental studies. Mm-hmm. So that's why they need, like we said, they need to have um, that those things. Actual, re- real-world things, and so they brought it down to non-rational and rational so is how I'm they sure look they at. Did. It. <laughs> yeah, I know none of it's rational, believe me. But in so that,
2: that's how science works. It's either rational or it's not rational.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, but I'll read this. It says, in light of empathy's history and its contemporary <laughs> uses, however, empathy is best understood as a multifaceted capacity. That engages not only our feelings, but also our thinking and imagining. Yep. And that's how an empath tunes in.
2: And it's not always a negative energy. It could be a positive energy, happiness.
1: Absolutely. You know,
2: celebration,
1: feeling good. Why someone is, is always feeling like they're on top of the world. You know, it's like they walk around day after day, they go through the worst crap in the world, mm-hmm. they, but they still feel like they they're on top of the world. They still
2: have that positive attitude, yeah.
1: So now here's a, here's a good example. If I empathize with a friend who has lost a family member.
2: Or an airplane.
1: Or an airplane, uh, in Eric's case. So I share my feelings of grief, but I also would think about what the person who died might, meant to my friends a, and whether they were close or distant. So the nature of my empathy would hinge on my knowledge of their family situation, real world, okay? Mm-hmm. Further, I am empathizing so in the age of COVID-19, I would also imagine how losing someone during a pandemic would be especially challenging. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's that. But then other people argue that empathizers, they're flexibly deploy multiple interaction processes. Check this out again. That's true. They flexibly deploy multiple interactive processes when they are relevant to current social goals and cues. Mm-hmm. So Another another example of how people pick up on things. And because it's relevant, it's current, it's like they're what people are actually going through. But,
2: you know, natural empaths or empathic people that live in that world, mm-hmm. they don't really go there. They're just there. Yeah. And it comes naturally. You know, it's, it's just something that like you would not need a taco without cheese on it. You know, I mean, it's just it's just there. So That's you true. don't even think of it in those terms.
1: That's absolutely it's, true.
2: It's like you meld into the other person's energy field. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Yes. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes you got to work on getting out of it.
1: So, at this point, I'm going to take a little pause from this, and I want to I want to kind of do a live commercial for. There will
2: be a test.
1: Yeah, there'll be a <laughs> test afterwards. so Stay tuned. <laughs> no, I want to do a little quick commercial for our event called the Speakers Bureau. I want to emphasize oh. the people this Speakers Bureau, go back, go to our website at com. look at the Speakers Bureau tab, and on that page, you'll see a list of speakers, some of the speakers we've had in the past. All right. And you can, you can see what also is coming up. I've got the dates booked that are published there from here to New Year's Eve. So you can see who, who we're going to have, what we're going to talk about, about things. Um, but we give, we we try to give a wide spectrum of see how I got that in there. The I did that, spectrum, that, that was very good. A wide spectrum a of topics and speakers that have different um, views, views and opinions, practices, opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always our opinions, but we like to give a forum to people so other people can learn based on other people's things not Mm -hmm. just ours Mm -hmm. so it's ten dollars a night it's friday every friday evening at 7 p.m seattle time
2: what a nice family gift you could buy everybody a ticket yes and have one of those watch party things that's
1: right you could do that yeah you can invite what is it we're limited to well in washington it's five people at a time well
2: yeah i forgot about that
1: (laughs) but you know whatever it is but couldn't you do
2: a watch party by them not all being there they could just all have the link and go in and sure okay so they don't even have to be in the same house
1: no so you buy 12 tickets for 12 different people and 12 different people can tune in from their computer it's interactive you learn things and you can talk with the uh the speaker during and and after the question answer period and
2: after it's over they get out of the webinar Mm -hmm. and then they go back into a zoom meeting or something and they all talk about it
1: yes you can do that mm-hmm. so anyhow it's just it's really simple you do it from your phone and you don't even have to have video you can just use audio if you just want to hear it and then talk to the person or just hear it
2: and didn't you say you don't even need that zoom app anymore no
1: you don't that's amazing we what you do is here's the, here's the process really simple you go to the psychic and you go to the speakers barrel page you click on the speaker you want to hear you register, which is you fill out your name, your email, and in uh, that you're taken to the PayPal link. You you pay your ten dollars. You are automatically emailed a link into the webinar, and on the at seven o'clock on that Friday evening for the speaker you picked, you click on that link at, at like five till mm-hmm. or seven or ten after if you're late doesn't matter, and you uh, are taken right into the meeting. Automatically. Yeah, it's really
2: cool how that works.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to have your camera on if no. you don't want to. Mm-mm. but anyhow it's just learn get out there and learn you're quarantined you're you're you got a little bit of time before winter comes and and so get out and do your things in the daytime at nighttime come <laughs> back and join us that's
2: right and you know what the best part is it's you a, don't have to wear a mask
1: that's right that's right you don't have to wear a mask i don't like those masks but it's but i a, wear mine PsychicSpectrum.com. you can go slash speakers-bureau or just go to psychicspectrum.com and click on the, the the link there yeah
2: i think you'll find it fun yes because over time the bigger our audience gets the more popular the speakers will get because they are being paid and they naturally want to have a large audience
1: that's right and you know i gotta say this too our whole premise for doing the psychic spectrum to do readings for people Mm -hmm. and it has evolved and grown over the decades and decades that we've been doing this and it's it's we are we are here to teach we want people to learn and not just our practice Mm -hmm. our beliefs or our system but other people out there that have the same topics that they're they are experts on or practitioners in
2: well there's so many varied uh what's the word i want um Things you can learn mm-hmm. in the metaphysical field that you know, as long as you're in the white light and you stay on the white side, there's no reason not to learn them.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, enough of a commercial. Psychicspectrum.com. <laughs> go there and check out all of our events. They're they're all online. We do 22 of them a month. Yep. And, t- and they're fact, live. tomorrow is a showcase. Tomorrow night's a psychic showcase f-
2: on Facebook at 6 p.m. It's free.
1: Yep. And you yep. go to Psychic Spectrum's Facebook page. Yep. Or Sharon kouser line gang mm-hmm. l-e-i-n-g-a-n-g and her facebook page and yep. you can see the same thing because they're linked together so back to our top what are you going to say
2: no that's fine i was okay i was feeling like you should get back
1: to your topic Yep, i'm feeling stress from you you're empathic <laughs> okay back to empathy uh, the truth behind it so let's let's but what is the truth the truth is that the what is what we've explained yes is there's this is actually the truth behind it don't fall for other things oh. how people are saying this they're trying to mystify it mm. make themselves look uh, like the guru of empathy empathy everybody's got it everybody has it even animals have it
2: animals have it more than humans i think so but there are humans who do not that that's why we have those bad people out there because they can't feel what they're doing to other people. Yes. I don't want to go there, but you know what I mean? No.
1: Yeah. We don't want to go there. So empathy. Okay. It definitely is a a complex thing to identify, to learn, to figure out what it is, how it's affecting you, what you are picking up on things with. But sometimes you rely on your, your own experiences to empathize with others. Sure you do. Okay. But, Sometimes you got to make your own bracket around things, okay, your own notions to really and truly listen to unfamiliar things, so, uh, like an experience or a thought. Um, you know a good, a good way to do that? How? You
2: know how they say that um, artists put their feelings into pictures, into yeah. painting? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was really cool when I could – look at a Rembrandt or a just a beautiful ocean picture or whatever and just sit there and feel the energy that came back off that picture from the way the strokes of the way the painter put it on the canvas. Yeah. Because you were not only getting the the energy of what he was trying to perceive and, and bring back to you, but he was putting his own energy that was being put onto that canvas that you were feeling when you were looking at it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to there it says where it says talk about other times you make your own bracket to put your things in and, mm-hmm. and with your feelings experience or thoughts and that's a good example of how to do it is go to an art museum and I, I know everybody goes oh that's stuffy and Oh you
2: thing. can look at a go online in a book. yeah you go can, online yeah. and
1: look at something sure. yeah but really get into it and there's your empathy coming alive. And, and it's, not, to use it's it.
2: not sitting there going, okay, what am I supposed to feel about this? No, it's like going there, making your mind blank and waiting for some sense of feeling or notion to come into your head. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it really is. You can't think empathy into being.
1: No. it's no. it's Yeah. And here's one. I it, should write that down. That was good. This says a person attempts <laughs> to assume the role position of the subject. Okay? Yeah. Okay. As... The subject responds to life or its life situations mm-hmm. naturally, or by exercising that ability. So sometimes you pick up, you're intrigued, you get a little second look, you go back and you get into it, or sometimes you just say, you know what, I'm going to sit on X and I'm going to stare at this picture until I can get through in the brush stroke brush, brush strokes. Yes. Uh, like you said Uh and really understand what this thing is all about so naturally or by exercising the ability and
2: you know there are some people that that are leaders Mm -hmm. and they have that ability to stay calm in situations that are chaotic yeah and that in itself is their empathy they're sending out the vibration so other people feel calm Mm -hmm. not to get hysterical yeah. That's what makes leaders really good leaders. And you know, whether they're all inside all chaotic, they have that ability to calm, feel calm, you know. Yeah. That's why airline pilots in a bad situation can handle it cuz they stay calm and they put that energy out like the ripple effect.
1: That's right. Now, that's a good point because th- this leads to my next piece I'm going to talk about here. I sense that. How you yeah, <laughs> how you empathize that how you empathize with something that's unfamiliar. Uh-huh. Okay, it stretches your imagination. So if if you're afraid of things that you're familiar with, or you mean you're unfamiliar with, it's going to stretch your imagination. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go with it. You've got to trust it. Your Your intuitive side or your psychic ability, whatever you want to call it, your empathic portion of that, just go with it. It's going to, it'll widen your range of feelings. It'll extend your, what they call a contemplative capacity to where you'll start looking at things deeper and in a different way. Okay. But there's, there's some things that can still stay strange to you that you don't understand. And that's fine. As an empath doesn't have all the answers An empath doesn't pick up on all the things no. that are going on with somebody. Um, they can. But they, they can. Used, yeah. But no. But empathy does not resolve tensions between you and me into a seamless unity. Instead, empathy makes, it takes shape from a shifting and unsettling thing to um, both of similarity and difference. So, in other words, you understand the similarities that you pick up on and understand, Mm -hmm. but there's also the things you don't understand, the things that are different. Or you might sense
2: something say, what the heck is this? I don't know what this means. That's right. You know, but it also leaves an imprint. You can be an empath and have a terrible time going into a funeral home or a hospital, Mm -hmm. um, going where people have been sick or angry or destruction has happened. Right. I have issues going to the zoo.
1: What?
2: When I go to the zoo, I feel all that sad, cooped up energy of the animals that are not free to be who they are.
1: You've talked about that before. Yeah, it's hard. Um, it, it drives me nuts. We go to a zoo or a place like that or the uh, aquarium over at t- uh, Point Defiance mm-hmm. in Tacoma, and I know, I mean, I'm used to it now, but I know all I'm going to hear is, oh, those poor things creeped up in here, or packed up in here. They never get to see the real world. It's true. Mm-hmm. Then I start thinking about it. It's like, nope, I don't want to go there. Got to go look at the other fish. Um, I want to go look at the eels or whatever, Who but are it's you true. you hearing
2: that? From people?
1: Oh, I hear it from you. <laughs> Oh well, every time we go I'm used to it now but it but it's yeah, like it's hard it's hard for me to deal with those feelings and, and I don't like to deal with those kind of feelings so
2: I, and I'm sure there's many a person out there that's had to go visit somebody in a hospital and if you walk by a hospital room you just sense mm-hmm. what's going on in there and it's usually not good you That's know? that's right or someone has just passed away and they're still grieving you get that hit of grief mm-hmm. it's hard I, hospitals and funeral homes and they're just hard places for
1: me to be. You know, somebody asked me one time. Actually, I'm going to say the name. Daniel Brinkley said to me Ooh, that.
2: name I, dropping.
1: I, well, the only, <laughs> um, only reason I bring him up is because. Talk My about. Your favorite person in the whole world? The most empathic person, psychic person that we've met. Yeah. Um. Well, one of oh, There's one, oh, several. Yeah. But, but anyhow. He was the first. He he his whole life revolves around revolves around the his theory that no one should yes. die alone yes. and so his hospice he's visited, visited over like 20,000 people oh. that were dying as they were dying and been with them when they yes. were dying
2: he has the like the twilight brigade and i believe it's right. going to change into some other name now because it's yeah. growing but that's what i know it as
1: but he asked me why don't you work with us on the brigade and i said i can't handle that and the re it's just me but i pick up on all those things and people's experiences as they're dying but it's just not me i can't that's not what i want to do with my my gifts or my talents and it's just i can't handle that so I don't do it, but people can do that. Have I done it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not my cup of tea. It,
2: it was generally family members or close friends. Right. Yeah, we have done that. It's hard. Yes. Some people are just really good at that, and others, I don't know whether it's our astrological signs or whatever. I, I don't know, but I can't handle it either.
1: No. So in... in what do you call it in summary i guess we could say summary empathy is not going to solve the whole world's problems okay but it is it is a basic fundamental ability natural or learned or expanded on it's a it's a fundamental thing in our systems our inherent internal systems our our psychic side okay And, and
2: can you turn it off yes you can because that's how the world is the way it is today
1: Yes, people have turned it off. So that's what the whole reason I want to bring this up is we need to understand it and start using it again. Yes. Empathy can heal conflict, it can create better communications mm-hmm. with people and provide a psychological impetus. You mm-hmm. like that word? I impetus do. That was a good word. For effective interventions. And yeah. how in, interventions don't mean you call in an expert, you sit down and you have an intervention and get someone to stop doing drugs or drinking or eating or whatever or hoarding interventions is just your interaction with someone and intervening to try and ease their pain or help them or just
2: feel their pain and let it be
1: and let them respect
2: the fact they have that pain. Yes. Don't say you don't have a right to have that pain.
1: So let me read this last sentence to people and put this kind of in a little cap here. Empathy's power lies precisely in its ability to interweave our emotions with our thinking and imaginations. To motivate us to act to care for each other and our worlds.
2: I have trouble with that word imagination. There's nothing imagination about it. it well, you got to use
1: yeah. You you got to use your imagination in identifying kind of where the what avenue to go down with this. So how it's affecting somebody, what it is, where it's coming from. You kind of use that portion of your imagination, which is really your psychic ability, getting into that that part of it okay so it's there according to our scientific social science psychologists so anyhow use this to make yours and other people's lives better okay so (coughs) excuse me we are at a point did you have any jokes for today oh you have a frog in your throat here drink this You never know what's in it, but drink this, and we'll see if that helps. It tastes like (laughs) Kool-Aid. It's just water. I know. Thank you. It's my sweet lips. I only have one joke for today. One joke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sharon's joke of the week.
2: I mean, we need some laughing after that. Serious.
1: Yep. That was very serious. That was
2: very serious, but interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I was thinking the other day about our son when he used to be in, like, fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, and he came home and told us the teacher had given a math question to him and said, uh, "I have five bottles in my right hand and six bottles in my left. Uh, um, what do so? You know, what do I have? That's what it was: <clears throat> five in my right, six in my left. What do I have?" And you know, our 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 lovely son mm-hmm. said, "You have a drinking problem."
1: <laughs> oh, okay. that's why
2: we got called.
1: Okay. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I'm glad I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Eric, are you ready for a little bit of a quiz here? Sure. Okay, we got about four minutes It's been a little while since
0: we did Skip's Corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been around the block.
0: Uh, I'm not going there. Without doing Skip's Corner. You get it?
2: Block, corner. Okay.
0: I'm glad you made it back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I used my my spider (laughs) Yeah.
1: all right okay so what's the most common color of toilet paper in france this is a good question the most common color of toilet paper in france is it pink blue or white i i'm going with
2: white france right yeah supposed to be the city of love yeah i'll go with pink
1: it is it's pink that's a good one (laughs) yeah one. you're up one on eric okay (laughs) funny (laughs) Um, I could have said chocolate color, but I didn't.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, no. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Eric got a <it> terribly. <laughs> that was more of a groan than a laugh. But, oh, God. Anyway, next, okay.
1: next question.
0: <laughs> Moving right along.
1: Okay, this is not a, a true or false yes or no. You got to tell me what it is. But the average person does what? 13 times a day average person does
2: i say sneeze eric blink
1: no you guys are both wrong (laughs) they laugh okay all right that wasn't funny so sharon's still up by one point (coughs) excuse me all right Mm
0: -hmm. um i think uh, that seems uh, shockingly low It does, doesn't it? I think we get in, you know, 13 laughs in the first two minutes of this show. So
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: We do love doing this show, but with this COVID thing, I don't know. It's getting tight. That's true. We need sponsors.
1: (laughs) Okay. So here's a good one. This is for our our Canadian friends and our East Coast friends more than the West Coast. But um, what were the first hockey pucks, ice hockey pucks, made out of were they made from wood were they were they made from frozen water or were they made from frozen cow dung
0: i'm gonna go with frozen cow dung just because it's so strange that it is
1: probably right
2: (laughs) i'm gonna say wood
0: Uh,
1: eric got it it's frozen cow dung so now you guys are tied i just didn't
2: want to go there um So you start with toilet paper and you end up with
0: cow dung? But I bet when you tell that to people, they say, oh, bull.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Eric, stop staging me
1: tonight. All right. In 1978, a judge in Iowa dismissed a drunk driving charge for what obscure reason? Was it... That the person was a friend or a relative? Was it because he'd been there so many times before that the judge just wrote it off? Or that the person was too drunk to take a sample? Too drunk to take a sample.
2: I'm going to go with Eric on that one.
1: You guys are both right. You tied again.
2: Oh, oh, so we are tied now?
1: Yes. Okay. You are tied. This is a rubber match. Here's the tiebreaker. I got like a half a second here. Okay, we'll make it quick. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. What country are there six villages called Silly, 12 called Billy, and two called Pratt? Is it Germany, France, or Spain?
2: Spain. Oh, that's got to be German.
1: Eric? I said Spain. Uh, you're both wrong. Oh. It's France. No kidding. Yes. Billy, ah. Silly, and oh. Silly. <laughs> I never would have thought that. Okay, so you ended up in a tie <laughs> today. So too right, busy dying
0: their tp to uh, come up with that's, that's more right names. that's
1: right share you gotta share and share alike this is the psyche spectrum radio show it's been fun today i hope you guys understood the topic we talked about and we will see you next week at one o'clock to here on saturday at noon this week and again we say it's a wonderful world but that's because of our theme song which says
2: it's a wonderful world love you daddy